Hello. <laughs> I hope you brought your notes. We are going to class today. Okay, class, take out your notes. We're just doing a story time here. This is a book that we were able to get uh, a scan copy download of. It's a little hard to find. And I believe the last copy that we tried to use on the broadcast for RLM got damaged, so we have this. But this is a book that's been coming up the last couple of weeks. I had the spirit, and that was mentioned again tonight at the bar. So we're going to dive into this a little bit. The Fine Line by Gwen Shaw. It's so good. The Spirit's been talking about the separation between spirit and soul. And this is one of the best tools. This book right here. So we're going to get into it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I thank you, Lord, that these words are going to go into our spirit by your Holy Spirit. Let it fill the hearers and encourage them. Let there be a release of angelic activity tonight. And any time this video is put on on the replay, a fresh impartation, an open portal of a book, let it come alive by your spirit, and let it effortlessly go in by your word, flowing through us as a portal to break open the way within the believer's hearts that their spirit pierce up through through the heart, through the mind to be totally renewed and refreshed I thank you that you've given them the tools and everything that they need we're going to grow right where we're planted and we're going to break through and you can do it you can do it there's no difference between you and I God is no respecter of persons. He's going to do it again. And he's just set us apart to share some of these things for his glory. And you're going to shine bright like the stars in the sky on the path of righteousness. The interesting thing here about this book on the download, it's called The Fine Line. 
But somehow, you know, when we were running this through the programs, it uh, it scans a certain thing and converts it, and it auto-picked up the name of the book, and it decided to call it The Highway. Man is a trinity. He is created with a body, soul, and spirit. Having been born with a body, which God has so beautifully created, and which is the only visible part of us, we are limited in our understanding of the unseen, intangible, complete self, the real self, the soul and the spirit. Yet the eternal you is not your body, but your soul and spirit. It is time to get to know your soul and spirit. Many Christians are confused and do not understand the difference between the soul and spirit. Even we ourselves do not often know what part of ourselves is our soul realm and what part is our spirit, the real me. The Word of God says there is a difference. This difference is vital because we must nourish the spirit and prepare it for eternity. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. There is such a close resemblance between the soul and spirit of man that God's, that only God's word as it is wielded by the sword of the Holy Spirit, can divide asunder and clarify the difference between the soul and spirit. It is so important, as the coming of the Lord draws nigh, that our spirits are prepared for their eternal ministries. There is no more time for delay. Yet many who think they are preparing their spirits by their much religious activity are really only blessing their souls. This is the soulish realm. This soulish realm of us enjoys much attention. It feeds itself on emotions and feelings while the spirit is left barren. And because there is such a fine line between the soul and spirit, we do not even know the difference between blessing our souls and nourishing our spirits. The purpose of this Bible study, which God has laid upon my heart to write, is to help you see the needs of your spirit and hear its cry deep within you for the real thing. Your spirit is tired of all the religious fanfare, bonanza shows, and potluck 
banquets. It is crying out inside of you for truth and reality. It is time for you to wake up and walk away from the emptiness of your religious activity into the solitude of God and to minister to your spirit within you. This is the purpose of the fine line. May God help you face the truth and accept it as you read and study this book. Chapter 1 God, the Father of Spirits Before you begin this Bible study, I feel led of the Spirit to require that you first read the 8th chapter of Romans. And I know if you guys have been through our Amplified Classic read-along on YouTube on Arlem, and you've been through that multiple times, There is a walk in the Spirit that most of us have never arrived at, yet it is there waiting for us, waiting from the time of our birth, and even before that, from the foundations of the earth. Why do we call God Father? We have been taught since birth to call God Father. And even before that, Jesus also taught us to address the Almighty as Father. When he led us in the greatest of all prayers, our Father, which art in heaven, the Father of spirits. The Word of God tells us very clearly that the Almighty is the Father of spirits. Hebrews 12.9 Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and life? What makes a father? A father is a person who has sired an offspring. You have come out of your father's loins on one half of the 42 chromosomes that go to make <laughs> it's really fun when it gets hard to read to make you what you are come from <laughs> somebody in our tribe released the hooked on phonics Jesus anointing tonight so praise God your father you may not like this truth if you dislike your father you will want to even reject this fact but it is true nevertheless nothing can change it nothing you are created in his image when God created our human race he left a record of his great act of creation and God said let us make man in our image after our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. He, him, male and female, he created them. The word image 
is somebody help me Selem Selem in Hebrew it is from an unused root meaning to shade a phantom illusion resemblance a representative figure the word like uh, this same word <laughs> And we'll get to the reading for those who like the reading. Since this is a book club tonight, we're just getting caught up in the spirit from our souls. The word likeness is translated from the Hebrew demuth. Likeness, resemblance, model shape, like fashion, like manner, similitude. This is the true of the original creation of your spirit. In what way are you like God? If you, the child of Adam, have been created in the likeness and image of God, then there must be a close resemblance. Yet the Bible tells us that God is not flesh and blood. He is a spirit. Numbers 16.22 says, God, the God of the spirits of all flesh. Uh, Numbers 16.22 says, God, the God of the spirits of all flesh. This is repeated in Numbers 27, 16. Because God is spirit and not flesh and bones as we are. We are created in his image and then the resemblance must be of a higher order than was so beautifully depicted by Michelangelo in his painting of the creation of Adam on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel in the Vatican, yet we are in God's image. Where then lies the resemblance? It must be in the fact that it is not our carnal, temporal body which is created in his image, but our spirit. Even as my body resembles the features and characteristics of my earthly father, so my spirit resembles my spiritual father. And even as my natural body came out of the loins of my natural father, so my spirit came out of the loins of my heavenly father. So what am I trying to tell you? is that you were first of all originally a spirit um, beautifully fashioned in the very likeness of your heavenly father that's why your spirit is part of you that the part of you that understands God and is able to communicate with the father better than any other part of you 
developing the spirit relationship with the Father. The prophet Malachi has given a prophecy that in the last days, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, the Lord was going to do a new work of restoration between relationships. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers. Malachi 4, 5, 6. <laughs> the overcoming, ooh, the overcoming power. Oh, man. And the relate, the... The overcoming power of the Father and spirit relationship. How you can overcome your bloodline. Many of us blame our weaknesses and faults on our heredity. We have been taught to believe that there is no hope for us to overcome except if our... For... <laughs> Let's take a quick smoke break. And you guys can put in the comments. I put the words up here so you can read along if you want to, but you could just listen in the background if that's easier. But you can see the words up there. Y'all comment and let me know if you're having an easy time reading or not. <laughs> Sometimes this glory gets so strong it's hard to read English. All right. And, okay. We have been taught to believe that there is no hope for us to overcome if our parents had a certain faults, weaknesses, and habits. We even excuse ourselves and make no attempt to correct ourselves or change our ways. We fall into a pit of despair. We don't even look to God to help us. We say... My father had a temper, so I came by it right. Fully. Or, my mother was a flirt and had three husbands, so like mother, like daughter. Or, my father was an alcoholic, so I'll probably have to die a drunk too. This is a lie. Let us rise and know the truth that we can be set free for the Lord, said in John 8.32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The greater part of you is your spirit. The original part of you is your spirit. And so you have a closer and greater allegiance and relationship to your Father God than to your earthly father. It is only in your temporal carnal body that you are like your earthly father the evil spirits that were in him do not need to be in you greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world if your father is such a man that you are repulsed by him because of his evil 
and demonically controlled way, then look away from your revolting, revolting carnal heredity to the heredity that is yours in your spirit through your heavenly Father. Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. James 4.8 Let His nature become your nature. His character, your character. You can and and you shall rise higher than your earthly father. Oh, it's burning. Thank you, Lord. Fresh fire on everyone. Thank you. Fear not, dear child of God, the power of the blood of Jesus has forgiven you all your sins and he has set you free. Now walk in the spirit and you will never fulfill. Oh, wow. Look at that. Now walk in the spirit and you shall never fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Not even those that you have seen in your parents. This fact is true. Not only in regards to our earthly father, it is also in true in regards to your earthly mother. Remember your spirit within Christ, Abba, Father. Romans 8.15 And the power of the blood of Jesus is greater than your natural, carnal blood. Developing the spirit relationship with each other. Could this great work of restoration of relationships take place between us and the Father and not also be affected and not also affect the relationships between us and our children or other Christians? I don't believe this is possible. But the only way that we can be restored to each other and to forgive each other of the hurts and pains we have inflicted on one another is by finding each other in the spirit. We need to rise into a higher dimension of communication than the one we now use. Our bodies and souls cannot continue to communicate any longer. They have hurt each other and offended one another too deeply. There are too many scars. And even if you're ready to forgive, the other one's not ready to forgive you. So the painful experience of a broken relationship continues. Besides, there are those who continually ignite the fires of a separation by feeding negative fuel to the fire of dissension. For there are always those who are jealous of a relationship between two people. It is a threat to their power over person and their position. But as the Holy Spirit quickens us and gives us discernment, we are able to rise above the hurts and see why our brother, our father, our friend has offended us. And this is the most important ingredient in forgiveness. I call it finding them in the spirit. Somebody can look it up, maybe put it in the comments or post it on Facebook later. I was reading in the Bible today. It hit me 
It was without the people without sin or offense. Without sin or offense. It was about the spotlessness. So maybe somebody can look that verse up without sin or offense. Something like that. And put that in the comments. Finding them in the Spirit. Jesus was able to do that when he hung on the cross and prayed, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Luke 23, 34. Can you by your own spirit rise that high until you too can see in the spirit of the one who has offended you and know that that one too does not know what he or she does. They do not no. I know somebody's gonna watch this and be like, oh, I know they know what they was doing. <laughs> well, think about it. Let's just, let's do a critical thinking exercise here for a minute. Let's say with Jesus, because he, in your own mind, you would know that the people who crucified him, they're mocking him, whipping him, they seen a lot of people saw the signs and miracles, you know, but that they, it, looking at it with your own mind, you could just be like, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. But what did Jesus say? He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And this has been the super key. To my breakthroughs and forgiving people who've offended me or sinned against me you know and just like unspeakable <laughs> the unspeakable horrors of what we go through in this life which is a lot of people who are probably going to be watching this that's you you have to come to a place of the understanding in the spirit in Christ of Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Even if it felt like they knew, even if you felt like they knew what they were doing when they hurt you, they were deceived. So in in that way, in that sense, within them, they were deceived by the fallen angels, by the fallen human nature. They didn't have the spirit of understanding in that moment. And so, they really didn't know. Forgive them, Father. They know not what to do. There's the key for your healing. Bam. That's going to open up so much. That's going to open up so much to walk in more of that. Okay. Let's continue on with our book club reading. Okay. If you can... But can you by your own spirit rise that high until you too can see into the spirit of the one who has offended you and know that that one too does not know what he or she does? If you can, you have the great key of forgiveness. And forgiveness is healing. Healing of the spirit within you first then the soul, and finally, the body, right? Healing of the spirit within you first, then the soul, and finally the body. But this great work 
of forgiveness cannot take place in your spirit without the help of the Holy Spirit. You must humbly ask the Holy Spirit to help you. He will surely, he surely will gladly come to you and help you. He is the Elijah of restoration who has been promised to us in these last days. He is the Elijah. Holy Ghost. He is the Elijah. Elijah of restoration who has been promised to us in these last days. Elijah was endued with him. Elisha had a double portion of him. John the Baptist had the renewal of him. And there is coming an Elijah company. Whom God is raising up in the last days, who shall indeed be endued with this same anointing of power, glory, and authority, which according to Malachi will cause a mighty work of restoration between the father and child relationships. If this is true, and we believe Malachi's prophecy to be true, then we shall surely see the same restoration take place in the spiritual relationship between our spirits and the Spirit of God, our Father. We can never know God through our body senses, for God has limited them. Our eyes cannot see, our ears cannot hear God, but our spirit our spirit, that part of us that can communicate with God, for it was made in the likeness and image of God, and is the closest resemblance there is to God on earth. This is the purpose of the message of this book. It is to help you relate more closely to your Heavenly Father and to find Him through the senses of your spirit with the help of His Holy Spirit. And not only can we know God in the Spirit, we can also know each other by the Spirit, as it says in 2 Corinthians 5.16. Wherefore henceforth know we know man after the flesh. That's why he made my outer man such a stumbling block. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Study questions. <sighs> I looked at. I <laughs> know, right? When it's like, oh. <gasps> Okay, I did these ones when I was reading the book on my own time. So you can do the study questions on your own time, but we'll just read through them. Study questions. Number one. Why do we call God Father? Two. 
what makes a father? Three, in what way were you created in God's image? Four, what is the Old Testament prophecy that tells us there will be a renewal of the father and child relationship? Five, how can earthly relationships be restored? Six, memorize 2 Corinthians 5.16. Okay, we could do that one together. 2 Corinthians 5.16. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after flesh. Or in other words, don't know nobody after the flesh. Find each other in spirit. Oh. I think one chapter is good for tonight. What do you guys think? Okay, let's just do one chapter for now. That was really good. And uh, yes, to anyone asking, Jehovah Wana is the correct answer to all of the study questions. Amen. So you get an A+. Good job. I love you guys, and I will see you again soon. Standing